Do you like love? Are you an night owl? Then Late Night Love is a place for you. Since life is negative enough, here we discuss everything love. What we love, who we love, and why we love. So join us on Saturday nights at 11.30 p.m. Pacific Time. And please remember, love everybody. And welcome everybody to another journey in the night of late night love. I'm Jazz. That's Lubby over there. Hey. And we are preparing for another uh, evening of a stream of what? Consciousness or what do you want to call it? It's gonna. It's a grab bag, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, we're not entirely sure what we're gonna talk about, but we did get a nice question from the audience, so we'll, we'll go over that. We'll talk about some narcissist here in a few minutes. But it's been a it's been a tiring week here in the in the offices of late night love. You know, personal issues and stress, and the you know the world kind of coming apart. It always seems that something's going on these days. You can only get a minute's peace in the world. And, you know, we're part of that in, in our own strange way, even if we try to do it differently than everybody else. You still end up, you know, in part of that. And it was sad, oddly enough, because I'm trying to absorb this, trying to maintain my distance at the same time, keep perspective. And I'm watching... One of the community reporters on YouTube, someone who started out just out reporting and and, and he's become kind of full time into politics to, to make a living. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, what you see happen so often is when people go full bore into into politics, they go 24 seven, their whole life becomes politics. They kind of lose perspective. And, uh-huh. and you see it all the time. And. And it's sad. You hope they can find it again because, you know, it's. Especially if they're really, they're really good at it. You want them to get back to where they were. Yeah, to the kind of person they were rather than this kind of loss. They've gotten into the political bubble and all they can see is politics. And they've Which lost. is very human. Yeah, it's very, especially when you're in it 24-7. I mean, to trying to make some money, trying to build something. That's your trying, livelihood. That's yeah. your livelihood. And you see it, you know, and, and pick your favorite, you know, pick your uh, favorite political pundit. And they've likely gone the same thing. When they first started out, they were relatively reasonable human beings. And now sometimes you watch them and you go, they're just characters of themselves. They're not real. And it's a... Uh, and it's sad because it's kind of a loss of humanity and they take people with them. And it's, you know, it's sad enough when you watch this person do it. And then it's sad enough when you think about that they're taking people down this journey with them. And, you know, that's what we try to do different. That's the one thing. You know, I started this. We started Late Night Love precisely to balance that so that yes. can happen. yes. And it's because I saw that, that, no, this is dangerous. I can't do that. That's bad for my my mental health, short and long term. So that's the whole reason we started this. And it just kind of reminded me it's uh, how careful you have to be to not allow, you know, that kind of ideological perspective to take over your life. Even if it's not aligned to a political party it's there's an ideology that kind of sits behind it you know your life philosophy isn't rooted in a life philosophy it's rooted in politics you end up somewhere different and so that's that's why i try to not do that my life philosophy is my life philosophy and my politics branches from that i like to say yes, I'm a humanist. It does. yes i'm a humanist, you're a humanist. My, yes and it shows and my humanism you know, direct my politics, not the other way around. But if I had to live in it 24-7, I don't know, which is why we don't, I suppose. But it actually does bring us to our first question. And by the way, if you guys want to send us questions, you can send Lubby an email at love at latenightlove.us. You can hit me up at Twitter, at JazzRack. You can find us on social media, including MeWe and Minds now. We have MeWe and Minds page just... Uh, groups, I guess, technically over there. They're called groups. 
Uh, we do have now have Miwi and Minds groups that I'm going to try to remember. To there's you know the great decentralization of social media is coming. We're trying to get in on ground on the ground floor of it. You're better better off being in the ground floor than getting run over. So we'll try to hop into these some of these other ones. And so yeah, we encourage you to send us comments and questions and you know hey if we're wrong we want to know if you, there's another perspective and we're wrong we really do want to know we don't know everything we're just trying to be real we're just trying to be real people trying to help people find a way through life you know we have a lot of experience in, in the combination between us and so you know between that we think we can you know, help the world be a kinder place, I think, is the best. We, we may give it our best effort. Yeah, you know, That's our intent. One person at a time, one issue at a time, one topic at a time. You know, what we should do at halftime when we take a halftime break is we should just play a daily dose when we take a halftime break. Oh, we should. What a great idea. Yeah, but the question is, this is show 20, and we're now just thinking about it. Go. I'm now just thinking about it. I'm not as bright as I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I got to put five minutes. No one's going to be there for five. Oh, wait. We have things that are like four minutes long, don't we? Oh, geez. <laughs> okay. And yet again, for another week, forgot to open my Dr. Pepper before we start the show. All right. So the question we had from, from our friend Crystal yeah, and you said her name like three times, and you didn't tell me it was Lady Wildstar. <laughs> like, Kai. Because when I referred to her as Lady Wildstar, you say her name is Crystal. And so I finally tell her her name is Crystal, and then you get mad at me because I didn't call her Lady Wildstar. You're killing me over here, woman. <laughs> <laughs> I was frazzled. I was getting into show mode. <laughs> You're killing me over here. Yeah, well, maybe if you didn't walk in a minute and a half before the show goes live, you know, you wouldn't be hurrying to get I, the show mode. I'm here t 10 minutes early for the joint. Yeah, for the, the pre, 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 yeah, pre that's show, show mode. Maybe you should start a little sooner. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the question I get, we boiled it down to, are narcissists capable of love and having successful relationships? Or are they all doomed to... Uh, the hype that narcissists you should stay away from and they're all kind of completely self-centered and, and you shouldn't bother. Now, I actually think this is a complicated question because there are personality types who should no way in any shape, manner, or form be near a narcissist. But Okay. Well, if you're a very meek person and, and you're passive, unless you'll get run over. Ah. And there's just okay. no way around it. It's right. not even on purpose. Even if the person is is being as honorable as they humanly can, it's the, their personality. The type. personality type you're just going to get run right over. So if you're a, if you're naturally passive, you just don't want to. But on the other hand, I can think of a successful marriage. You know, just off the top of my head, you know, you're talking about the the Clintons. They're both narcissists. They're both narcissists, and they're both a power couple, and they are the definition of a power couple. So can narcissists find love and make a successful relationship? Yes, but I think like anyone, it's, you have to be very careful. I mean, and with narcissists, you have to be more careful, I think. You essentially have to be a type A personality and probably a bit of a narcissist yourself now, is there any type of narcissist to be avoided altogether? You said something earlier about a predator. Yes. Well, if you don't want someone who is a natural predator and a narcissist, now, because natural predators exist, but the way their predatorial behavior comes manifests itself is it can be different. But if you get a couple, you know, twisted personality traits like the natural predator and and a narcissist. There's no telling what they'll do for whatever reason. Who knows what the hell their motivations are? Those are the serial killers and shit. Those are the things people you want to stay the hell away from. Uh, those that's where those people come from. It's they believe they are superior to everybody else on the planet. And you know, and everybody's there for their amusement. 
That's where you get the predator. No, they don't understand that other people have feelings. They they can't. No, they understand. They just don't care. They don't care. Okay. And that's the part that we everybody normal people don't. We don't can't wrap can't, your head around. I can't. I can't get. You can't wrap your head around it. Normal people cannot wrap. What do you mean? They know, but they don't care. I mean, in theory, I can. I can say okay, but I. But I can't put myself there. Yeah. Right. The fact is, well, what if it happened to you? They don't care. They don't. And it care. happens to me. They don't care. They literally don't care about another other human beings. They probably barely care about themselves. That's why they're off for the next, off to the next, off to the next, off to the next. Uh, you know, those are the people who can't sit with themselves for 14 days. Uh, but you'd have to be, I think, in order to have a successful relationship, I think the most obvious example would be, you know, like the Clintons. I don't think you can have a normal life. Now, if you're both kind of that way, you know, if one person's a narcissist and they're off running their company and the other person's a narcissist and they're off making movies or whatever is fulfilling their, you know, because a lot of celebrities, you know, it's one thing to want to be an actor and it happens to come with being a celebrity. And it's another thing to, to want to be a celebrity so you become an actor. Huh. There's so there's a difference, you know. Right. I just want to. I just I love acting, and because you're a good actor, you become a celebrity, and and you know I'm damn it, I need to be a celebrity, and so you become okay. What are my talents? Can I sing? Can I act? Can I? What do you do? Which is how you end up with those things like that jackass guy back, you know, Stevo or whatever it was, or they just did a bunch of stupid stuff that damn near killed them. Because that's how they can become a celebrity. But they can recover. You know, guys like Steve-O, later in his life, he became actually, he centered himself. Try sitting on the other thing, on the, the futon, and put the laptop on that. I'm good for right now. I think that's probably better. Thank you. My um, back was hurting. Yeah, with no back or anything, and that's not a great show. The, it, yeah, sitting on a stool is not good for my back. No, and we lost a chair. So. We lost a chair. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but anyway, studio no. problem. Yeah. <laughs> where's our intern? Yeah, where's our intern? Well, where's our sponsor so we can get a chair? That's what we, that's what we need. <laughs> Someone wants to sponsor us a chair. We'll take it. Um, so, no, but I also think you can because I've also seen it. You've seen guys like Steve-O. You've seen um, people who were narcissists younger in their in their days and able to kind of find themselves, recenter themselves, become the human beings they wanted to become. So we've seen it. It's happened. You know, but do you want to count on it? The question is, is it, can narcissists do it? Is the question I suppose is, you know, if you're not a narcissist, do you want to get involved in that? Do you want to be part of that journey? If you're not a narcissist, well, that's the decision you have to yeah, you have to make. Now you were saying something about narcissists can learn. Yeah, they can learn what is acceptable and what isn't. But well, it's not even if they work hard enough, they can. Now there are some people who can't, but again, that gets back to the predators. A genuine person who's just a narcissist, they probably had some issues as they're being raised like everybody else and their traumas. And that's how it manifests. And so that's how it ends up manifesting. And so you can work through that. You you can. It's just it's hard and not likely necessarily. And you know, do you want to be part of that? And if you're a narcissist and you're going if you go, well, maybe I'm a narcissist. Of course, narcissists don't ask themselves if they're a narcissist. So it's hard to know if you're a narcissist out there listening. You know, here's the you know, take some time to 
consider what, talking to a counselor so they can help you understand your nature. Because if you can understand your nature, then you can figure out a way to navigate your, your way through life without leaving a path of destruction. Because ultimately, that's really all you want to do to be a good human being is not leave First, a path. do no harm. Is not leave a path of destruction behind you. Well, it turns into a big ball of crap that you have to deal with at some point. Yeah. You have to go back and make amends and you have to deal with these people. Or you don't, and you and you just end up kind of an empty, lonely life. And if you don't want to end up with an empty, lonely life, you have to do the hard work of, you know, figuring out what the hell are you doing wrong. There's no easy answer. You know, I really do. I wish I said, oh, there's this, there's a five-step thing. You go do that. You go do th you do other these five steps, and in 30 days, you'll be great. No, life doesn't work like that. No. It's, an, it's a journey. Because We've even if that happened, before, you'd, many times. you'd fall down the stairs and break a hip, and then your whole thing would be having the whole life would be different. And life changes that fast. So it's very difficult to say, well, I'll do X, do Y, do Z, and life will be great. No. No. You continually try to make yourself and, and better so that you can make the world a better place. It's kind of the best we can do. And, you know, it's it's actually amazing how marvelous it is. Because if the world wasn't that way, well, we all think the world's kind of in chaos right now. But just think, if most people weren't peaceful, honorable people who just wanted to get through the day and make the world a slightly better place tomorrow than it is today, it would be a nightmare. And, yes. as, and as many problems as we may have, it's not a nightmare. No, it's not a nightmare. I mean, it may feel like it's a nightmare. But if you think this is a nightmare, you go read some history books. And, you know, go be the city of Troy. and Or Pompeii. Or, you know, go middle time during the Black Death. Ah. Yeah. You know, there was a point in history where there was... I think they break it down to this, like, you know, four groups of humans, four small groups of humans. I think they said there's four women, which actually kind of makes sense if you think about the racial breakdowns, the gender racial breakdown. But, but it's not a viable population, so I don't think they're actually right. But I can see the point. The genetic line goes back. They trace it. I don't think they understand it properly. I don't think you can get to actually four women and repopulate the whole world. Re repopulate the whole world. <laughs> no, women. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it it's becomes kind of blurred, and so it gets back to us tribes. So there's you know the four successful tribes, and essentially the world is branched from that. Maybe. No, that's a possible. That's a bit more likely. Yes. But. Who knows? When you go back, start going back that far, 10,000, 100,000 years. <laughs> well, we'll just check the, their you're, notes. You're taking, we're taking guesses. We're making We're, best we're making guess. big freaking guesses. We're making best guesses. We're educated guesses. And 50 years are going to look back. What were these morons thinking? Because that's how it always happens. <laughs> that's how that kind of thing always happens. Okay, so. So I guess we'll, to close that one out is no, they're not doomed. They can live them out. You just they just have to have the right circumstances. And if you're not a narcissist, you probably want to be very careful before you decide to, you know, get in bed with one, so to speak. Yeah, especially if you are on the more submissive side. Right. Nature is more submissive. You want to be insanely careful. You just unplug it, the battery's fine. Oops. We'll cut your thing. Uh, uh, just gonna have to make sure you hit it every now and again. Okay. Sorry, we're taking care of 
studio tasks here behind the scenes. All right. So what we got next? All right, here's one because we couldn't figure out how to shorten this for one of our daily doses. So we'll do it now. Oh, the two-parter. What, can you be selfish and still be loving and compassionate? It's not a two-parter. Oh, 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 that's right. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Can you? Well, you have to be selfish at some point, don't you? I mean, you can't be your true self if you're not at some level selfish. Well, the, you know, our, our normal healthy boundaries, selfish then. Yeah, is standing up for what you need selfish? Is that is that selfish? I don't think that's selfish. I think that's just... Well, see, I, think I don't you have know to, what you would call that. But, but who gets to define selfish? That's the other problem. Well, you get to define selfish? Yeah, yeah. Or does the other person get to define selfish? Uh, oh, in an argument, yeah. Who gets to decide? Is there some arbiter? Do you call up on the you know the 1-800-SELFISH line and ask? I suppose you can call us and ask us, and we'll tell you what we think. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a try. You ask us. We'll tell you. We'll tell you. We might be be right, but we'll, we'll, we'll pull give an, our opinion. We'll pull an answer out of our nether regions. It's, <laughs> but I, I think at some level you have to be selfish to be your true self. It's just the question is you don't sacrifice the other person in the process. I, I think is the answer to that question. Okay. It's, you know, again, you want to be kind, compassionate, but if you need something, you need something. If no, I need to go to law school. I've, I've got to, you know, to fulfill my life's passion or whatever it is. Yes. Is that being selfish? No. Maybe it is. Maybe they need you to go wash dishes instead of study for law that's what you need. That's your life's passion. You only get one shot. But it's being selfish. Is it? Well, you're chasing your life's passion at the expense of the other person having to work a second job. Mm. Well, that'd be something that I think would... If, if that's something I wanted, I would discuss with you yeah, but is, before it, I really put but if that's something that I had a hankering for, and you would have known it though when we first got together, yeah. then then. But is it still it's still selfish? No, I'm not going to get in real or say no. I can't get in a relationship with somebody because of this. It's still being selfish. It's perfectly fine. So I can't be in a serious relationship because you know I'm going to be overly dedicated to this task for whatever. And that's not something I'm willing to do, which is perfectly fine. So, yeah, okay, you're in a relationship with two years for someone. You have the other person says, you know, I know it's been fine like this, but it's. I think I, you know, I need to have more out the relationship. And you say, I can. I still got two years of law school to to to, to go. Or who's being selfish? Uh, uh. There comes a point where you have to be selfish. You have to take care of yourself. No one else is going to do it when push comes to shove. Now, the hope is in a working relationship, you don't get to push comes to shove. But there are, often comes a point where personal decisions have to be made. But so you have to be selfish. You or you at least have to be willing to be selfish. Maybe I should qualify that. You have to at least be willing to be selfish. But you know, it's you also have to give that right to your partner. Yes. You know, because ultimately, don't you want them to be happy? And if they're actually being saying, look, I need to be selfish right now, shouldn't you at least attempt to try and honor that 
Aren't you being selfish for not? Yeah, the selfish game goes many, many ways. And so I think in terms of a relationship, maybe we should take it out of our vocabulary. Mm. You know, it's one thing to sacrifice other people's, you know, so you can accomplish goals. That's not ethical. But taking care of yourself so you can accomplish your life goals, that is selfish, but it's also very, very human. And I don't know if we can live any other way. I mean, not all of us can be Mother Teresa. And quite frankly, I think people like Mother Teresa do it to fulfill something within them. They're actually not being entirely unselfish. They wouldn't be fulfilled if they were doing that kind of work. Correct. So in a way, they're being selfish. Now, it, lots of people benefit I, from I, it. Yeah, Selfishness think, is not necessarily bad. Lots yeah. of people benefit from it. Right. Yes, I, oh, of course. Of course. It's not what we're saying. Yeah. Selfishness is not necessarily bad. You know, your selfishness, go back to the original thing. The lawyer, you could, you know, set up your family for generations based upon that sacrifice of two years, that selfishness for two years. Or you could be a crappy lawyer. And, you know, but the theory, the, the potential, the potential is what the potential is. But yeah, I think you have to be a little selfish. Or at least the willingness to be. Because if you're not, you can't even truly know yourself. Man, we can get deep and philosophize on this one if we really wanted to. Good. Good. But that's the nature of the selfishness discussion. Because, again, we, we talked about it. Who gets to define selfish? Who gets, yes. <laughs> that's the... That's the uh, the question there. You want to make a note in the card that we talked selfishness, or while well, I'm sitting here, ah, uh, here's one. But while we while you're we're doing that, playing hard to get. We'll cover this one later. Again, some dating stuff later because I found there's some dating stuff we want to go over. I don't know what to let. Hold on, I need the technical point. I don't know what to label this. No, just. Oh, never mind. Look, I'll, I'll do it. If you, I'm sorry, everybody, for uh, technical this, issue. We had no. See, when you get under topic, you guys get to see. This is what happens when we develop shows and processes live. <laughs> you guys get to watch this. You open the card. You see on the topic it says narcissist plus grab bag, and then plus on the card. Yeah. Oh. On the show card, and then plus what the heck did we just discuss? Selfishness. Selfishness. Oh, gotcha. Oh, this way, when I see, it makes it easy for us to tag them when I, so we can be better at promoting, promoting stuff. Okay, gotcha. All right. All these little points. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, directing shows is producing TV shows and podcasts. It actually has work involved. I've just been slyly adding stuff to You've it. Been slowly <laughs> adding and adding, adding bit at a time. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're very gentle. Well, because if I had have dumped it all on you, well, you would have thrown your hands up in, in frustration. And, and I would have gone, no, I ain't doing it. Yeah, no, I ain't doing it. But, you know, we said, well, first, you know, before we do all that, let's see if it's something that was fun and enjoyable and something you wanted to, to engage in. And then. Well, I was willing to try, of course. I always want to do stuff with my honey. And so we've, uh, and so that's what we did. So we tried it and said, okay, it's just, you know, you're starting to come fun. along. We're starting to come along. We're starting to develop kind of a flow of something. We do need to start getting more guests, but yes, I'm so busy these days. I see something here I'd like to talk about. Okay, we're going to say that for halftime because it is actually halftime.
All right. Thank you for sticking around or coming back from a halftime. You can catch us at latenightlove.us. You can hit me up at Twitter at jazzrec, or you can send the Lebinator over there, email at love at latenightlove.us, or you can always catch us at our anchor page and send us a uh, voice message. I think that's anonymous voice messages too, so I think that's even better. If you guys want to do that, we don't have the love lineup working tonight because I don't want to add it to love yet. <laughs> we have enough on her plate. So, you said as we left, you have a question you wanted to discuss. But yes, I saw up on our Trello board here, you had put some ideas up. One of them was, well, two of them really piqued my interest. One was joy in your partner's misery. Who does that? Narcissist. Joy? Yeah, well, there's a video I attached to the inside of that card, so you're going to have to watch. Oh, my God. Okay. I did not see that. I did not open up the card. Yeah, well, because I shortened the title. So, for, you know, reasons. See, the real, if you go up and we look into it, uh -huh. is it's why once burned, men may never marry again. Because in this case, it was they're talking about a woman who took joy in their partner's misery, but we know the men do the same thing. Abusive relationships work both ways. Yes, they do. So, it's just, that's a, I don't want to talk about other YouTube shows and whatnot because it's, you know we're not calling anybody out. He does what that particular show does what he does. And, yes. And there's nothing wrong with it. it. You know, he's talking to a specific audience, and so he talks to his audience. You know, there's women out there who talk to a woman audience, and so their their discussions are going to be slanted in that direction. You know, we can understand that. Yes. We try to talk kind of both ways. Always. Not even both ways. We try to talk always. We try to talk always. Yeah. And we're open for being corrected or for discussion. Yes, please. Yeah. If yeah. We have no problems learning. That's you know, good Lord, if you ever stop learning you hey, you know what? I hadn't actually messed with my cord all day. Hey, now it's on. Now I just screwed it all up. Now I'm gonna mess with my internet, mess with my record. All right. So, <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna have to do some research on that. That's so that one's a. But how about this one? Just as kind of the, the uh, title. Don't even go into the subject. Just okay. the title alone. Attractive, but nobody wants you. Remember, that's a shortened title from the original thing. But so, what if you're attractive? Uh huh. But nobody wants you for well, a relationship. Then it's time to look in the mirror and see what the heck you're doing, how you're behaving, what your demands are, what your wants are. Are you insanely high maintenance? Yeah. And but aren't willing to reward somebody for that. And if you're gonna be high maintenance, you have to have some way to be refilling that person's tank. I don't. There's, I'm not actually talking necessarily physical. There's lots of ways you can refill someone's emotional tank if you're high maintenance. So, you know, there's nothing, if you can find the right person and you, you know, feed them the right way, feed their emotions the right way, you can be high maintenance. You just can't be high maintenance without having. Am I high maintenance? No. Okay. Because hmm. sometimes I feel like I am. But I try to remember to say thank you for everything, you know, that people do for me. No, 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 you're not high maintenance. Don't worry about that. I'm probably more high maintenance than you are. Um, no, you ain't. I would, if, uh, you're so easy to get along with. I'm just saying. Um, except when I'm men, not, I just, I have my things. You know, we all do. Well, we all do. But, Come on, I have my things too. But still, that's um, 
so yeah if you're attractive <laughs> and no one wants to hang out with you no one wants you for a long-term relationship you're mr fun girl except maybe you're not yeah you got that problem you maybe you're just mrs fun girl you know, you're the party girl and no one wants to have the party girl as a long-term relationship or you're insanely high maintenance and you're just no one wants to deal with you or and it works both ways it works for men you yeah, can, i was just going to say guys are high maintenance too guy yeah oh and attractive guys are probably worse than attractive women guys who know they're attractive and, and because why would they ever commit to a woman? Because they can, they're attractive. They women are throwing themselves all over them all the time. They can pick and choose. No, no, that, I haven't found that to be true. I found just uh, the same amount of guys interested in, in just staying single and playing the field that are attractive and unattractive. Well, yeah, but the difference is. I think that's just a type. Yeah, but I think more men are happy with it. Well, I think that goes back to just your basic animal husbandry. So, yeah. So, so yeah. But then it goes also goes, not even that, it goes back to, you know, women, society. And society. Society historically values young men and old women. No, reverse that young women and old men the most you've talked about that before yeah yeah well because old men have stuff and knowledge and resources and young women can make babies so historically when you know when that was important for most you know remember re reproduction was important for the vast majority of human history the ability to re to reproduce right it's not important now if seven freaking billion of us or whatever the heck it is. But, you know, for the most of humanity, extinction was a real possibility. So. That human instinct, that instinct to reproduce, it's buried down deep in the DNA structure of our, you know. Yes. And it's still with us today, despite the fact that it's not really necessarily needed. It's still, it's through our culture, yes. Yeah, every culture, it's not just ours. Every single one. Anyway, which goes to, I guess we're doing dating week. Um, playing hard to get. That's my second one. Okay. Yeah, well, no, guys like a bit of a chase. No. And we're told not to, that's what we're told. Guys like a bit of a chase. And we're told not to be, make our, in the beginning, not to make ourselves so available. Plain hard to get. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, you, you, you're, you're really interested in a guy and you're trying, you're playing, get, you're out there playing games, you know, dating other guys, making them jealous. You know, I'm not talking about that kind of thing. Cause that's just, that's just BS games. Yeah. So it's what, yeah, whatever you're doing is you shouldn't be playing games. And the very fact that it's, that they talk about playing hard to get means it's a game. You're playing. It's a game. You're playing. It's not just, I'm not sure. I don't want to, I don't want to appear too desperate because no one, no one likes someone who appears desperate. Exactly. Yes. But no one wants someone who's playing games either. So no, no. And so it's a balance. It's a balance between playing games and not, and not wanting to appear desperate, which is interesting because if you're desperate, how do you not appear desperate? Because then it attempts to not appear desperate. The you're, start appearing you're, desperate. You know, the anxiety. Yeah. Well, I've always, I, I use, I start out. I'm honest, you know. I start out dates. I'm nervous. How are you? I'm nervous. 
you know, I'm looking forward to meeting you. I'm a little nervous. So you notice you're the doing all the talking about this dating thing because I know jack squat about dating. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you some male perspectives, but I know about jack diddly and squat about dating. Of course, I've been. Well, I never said I did it very well. I just, you know. I don't think anybody does it well. If you do dating well, you've done it too many times. <laughs> So that's not true. Some people are just good at it. You know, they just they just, just they just take to it. Some people do. They just they just get it. I just you know I just had I the hardest time. Dating is something I want to be good at because I want to be good at a relationship. I don't want to be good at dating. If you were good at dating, we dated. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. <laughs> no. <laughs> we went on maybe one day. Maybe. And I'm not even sure I'm going to give you Ooh, that one. We had a maybe. You went on a date with me. This is new to the element. I'm very pleased. <laughs> yeah, well, that's maybe. Maybe. Is, that, I said. is that the time? Well, that's just we, because we could argue over Is one. that the time when we took this picture that I gave you in this paperweight? When we went, when you, we borrowed your mother's car and we went, her sports car, and we went up to Tahoe. That wasn't a date. We drove around Tahoe. That was a day date. That wasn't a date. That was a drive in the country. Yeah, that was a drive. That was a drive. Wasn't yeah, a that's a date. It's a, a drive date. No, it wasn't. Oh, my God. I dressed up. If it wasn't a date, I would have worn my pajamas. <laughs> That wasn't a date. I don't date. That's no, I lie relationship. I don't date. I picked an outfit. I still remember it was a green strappy with black skirt and I had sandals on. That was ten years ago. I remember what I wore. No. I had a I necklace too. I can't remember nothing. Can't remember the necklace though. I I'm sorry. I I blank on that one. All right, so here's another one we're since we're talking dating. Uh Okay. Oh man, how are we supposed to answer this? Okay, this one I guess is for the more for as much for the audience as it is. As much for the audience. For yes, us. it is. All right. Hold on. So the question is: Is dating a mess, and whose fault is it? Again, it's, it's a modified question. Off of somebody. It's always else's. been a mess. It's always been a mess. The gods wonder any two people ever get together. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny but it's also true but well is it more of a mess well we have all these different forms of communication now it's to me it's just it's just another way of being rejected you know <laughs> <laughs> well i think that it, it's it's a double-edged sword because your 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 dating pool is now wider your dating pool is now wider it's now wider yeah. and, and it's easier to engage in the dating pool into the dating pool but it also means you, you're now you know getting all kinds of fish you don't want or getting rejected or well you know however whatever metaphors you want to use it's a uh, Wider, so I don't know if it's a more of a mess. I just think maybe it's just. Did a, you know one out of five people meet online? Doesn't surprise me. I mean, how many people would never have met if it wasn't online? It wasn't for online? How many people we talk to? I mean, I have, I have uh, political companions in Africa and across the world. Wouldn't have, no way I could have known them before, even if it's a telephone. There's just no way. Right, right, right. So, which, but what's odd, it also opens up Africa to the dating No, what? Pool. I'm sorry. I, mean, I stated that wrong. One out of five relationships start on the internet. Yeah. Well, it's just the same principle. But I mean, how many couples? How, how many Britain. marriage proposals have you received this week from the you know from the world? From my chat, I haven't gotten any, but I uh, no marriage proposals. I chat a lot, and I and I get several marriage proposals a week. Usually, <laughs> I haven't this week. It's been a slow week. 
But I did get, you know, three I love yous after oh. four chats. And, and it's sad. It's sad. You know, these people are desperate and lonely, you know. And I, uh, I of course, I, I still I respond to every message I receive. And I'm very nice. And I try to get people to understand. I'm just here for chat friends. You know, this is, it's okay. Yeah. You know, calm down. It's just the modern day pen pal. It's, yeah. that. Well, that's exactly what it's called. It's innerpals.com. It's pen pals online. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. yeah. So. Yeah. So you, yeah, so you can connect. But with I, but I dreamed as a child, I, I grew up on my grandparents' farm and I used to, walk up the, on top of the hill and I'd sit up there and I'd dream about leaving the farm and going in, going to different countries and meeting different people and getting to know their cultures and all the differences and the similarities. And I used to daydream about that as a child. And here I am and, you know, here I am an adult and I can't afford to travel like my child mind thought I would, you know, and you grow up, you know, you just becomes a little, it's a little it's cost prohibitive, shall we say. Uh, but through the wonders on the internet, I still, I have what I got, what I wanted as a child, which is to get to know other people and cultures and, and be friends. Yeah, well, and, I was, was going to say, you could have joined the military and seen the world, but oh, wait, you did join the military. I did join the military. I was in the Army. I joined when I was 17. I was in for a couple of years, peacetime only, people. And uh, and I, uh, well, but that was just was for a couple, couple of years. But. Well, yeah, we had some alerts, you know, and you, ha you had to be ready. I mean, but that, that was your job. That's what you did. You know, that's what you signed up for. I understood that a lot of people seem to be a little fuzzy on the subject in, in the military. Why do we have to get up at six? Because it's a freaking alert. There's probably something going on in Nicaragua. They want us primed, you dip. <laughs> do you not pay attention to world events? <laughs> no, they didn't. No, I was, I was shooting rockets off the helicopter. I wasn't paying attention to what's going on in the news. Nicaragua. What's that? Uh, <laughs> Air jockeys. <laughs> so, yeah, that was it. But you didn't get to see the world. You got to see Hawaii, though, huh? I got to see Hawaii. That was uh, after, actually I was out of the military, and my then my it was my first husband. Um, my then husband was stationed at Schofield Barracks on Oahu. In the most beautiful base in the world, I was privileged to live there, for, uh, not on Schofield Air Base. We had to live on the economy. We were only there for a year and a half, so we were not because so we were not command sponsored. You had to be there for three years, and he would have had to re up, and he didn't want to do that. So we just were there, and we lived on the economy, which was very difficult. Um, but we made it. We made it. And just the beauty of the island, it hurts the eyes. It, it, pictures don't do it. Anybody who gets a chance, of course, I'm sure they would go. And But it is more beautiful well, than, you, than the, on the pictures. And you got to see it before it became all massively commercial. Yes, I was back. I was. This was back in the 80s, early 80s. Yeah, so that's all before it was all massively commercialized, right before it was all got started to get massively commercialized. So, I mean, the the, the, the hotels were just starting to go up on Waikiki. Beach they were just starting to go up. The, the, the stroll was like three blocks. That's it. That's all you had. And we were down there a couple of years ago. And it, now it's just like, it's like a mile of carnival. Yes. Waikiki Beach or the beach. Or there's, there's no space. Yeah. There's every every inch is 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 taken up, except for the gorgeous beaches. Well, it's odd because you can go to Waikiki Beach; it's all crowded. But if you go on just on the other side of the marina, there's a big, beautiful beach there at a park, and no one uses it. 
We did. Well, yeah, but it was so weird that that one beach over there, it's all crowded. There's all kinds of stuff over there. And you go, it wasn't even far. It was like walking distance. You just walked over there and it was this big, almost empty beach. That's how it is. You know, the city park had the nice empty beach and then the Waikiki Beach where all the tourists go. Was it just a... Yeah. Yeah. Because that's right by the hotel. Yeah, where all the people selling... Selling drugs were and saying, no, I'm not buying pot on Waikiki Beach because I'll be the did stupid you, one. Did you get asked? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, did you never tell me that? Of course I did. But I wasn't buying pot on Waikiki Beach. Hey, bro, you got the kind. Hey, bro, my stupid luck would get me in jail now. I'll stay away. Because that's... <laughs> With your, your luck it would be an undercover <laughs> agent you get pot. That's it. Can't go home. <laughs> In Hawaii, yeah. No, thank you. At the end of our trip, so our bank accounts are all low. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not taking the chance. No, thank you. I'll wait till I get home. Although I do have to say, while I lived there, that was the best weed I've ever had in my life. Well, yeah, it's Hawaii. Two hit, two hit wonders called the crucifixion weed you know it puts you in the serious couch lock man i'm not kidding you i was warned i first arrived there i was warned i'm like yeah 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 because i'm a heavy pot smoker i always have been and yeah i was out uh, on the couch drooling man they call it maui wowie for a reason for a reason (laughs) all right we are going to end the show tonight so everybody please uh, get in contact with us send us email at love at late night love dot us you can send me a tweet at jazzrack you can go to anchor.fm slash late night love and click the message button to send us a voice message and we will discuss your questions or topics or whatever if you would like us to and from me and Lubby, please be kind to take care of one another. Spread love around the world. Good night, and please remember to love everybody. <laughs>